Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Monsters Who Murder. As usual, I'm joined by the serial killer whisperer, Amanda Howard. Hello, Robert. Oh, I love when you're excited. It just it just makes me so happy that we get to do this together and it's always the highlight of my week, regardless of when we end up filming and recording, <laughs> but it's always the highlight of my week. Indeed, life gets in the way sometimes, so that does happen, but I'm interested in this case tim jones part one was quite intriguing i'm fascinated to see where part two goes yeah and you're going to get angry me again because yeah there's people like this that just um don't deserve to breathe i think and he's one of them and you know i know that it's weird that we do horrible people every single week on this show but um you know it's kids and you'll always get me with the kids yeah, how do we know when Amanda, angry Amanda steps oh, in? Oh, shush, Robert. How do we know the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate. I like to say I'm passionate. <laughs> Indeed you are. Look, uh, that is coming up a little bit later, but first let's get into our new section. And a horror film fan accused of murdering a woman and chopping her into 11 pieces is alleged to have raped a second victim near a canal and threatened to kill her. A jury has heard. Metro reports Nathan Maynard Ellis, 30, is alleged to have told the assault victim where he would hide her body if he killed her. Coventry Crown Court was told 42-year-old Julia Rawson was killed after she was lured to a flat of horrors in Tipton, West Midlands, in May 2019. The trial earlier heard that Maynard Ellis was said to be obsessed with violence and serial killers, with the flat containing stuffed animals, live snakes in tanks, spiders on the walls and gory homemade masks of characters in horror films. So Amanda, what comes first? The obsession with horror, which creates the killer, or the killer who finds an obsession with horror? Um, I have to start by taking offence to this because everything that was in that guy's um, apartment is in my house. So I just, <laughs> I just, I just have to put that out there. Like I'm sitting in a room. I have three life-size serial killers with their, you know, homemade masks and homemade costumes, and I have um, my mice in jars and all of this sort of stuff. Um, I, but, but sorry, just to be. Well, you more have serious. threatened to kill me from time to time. Oh well, you know, you've probably deserved it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure. I, I think when when it comes to this, it, it 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 is the chicken or the egg argument. Um, but you know they they love to to paint pictures of people who love horror and love gore um, are going to become killers. Like I I 
enjoyed watching Human Centipede. I'm actually Twitter friends with Tom Six who, who did those films. Um, you know, I've seen Hostel too many times probably, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses, all, all, all these sorts of things. And I find them okay. doesn't mean I'm going to go and become a killer. There is yeah, see, so I've never bought into this theory yeah, that no. um, violent films creates violent people. I think if that is within you, yeah. then perhaps it might draw it out. But the... 99.9% of the population aren't going to be affected by this material. It's that one person yeah. who already has that in them. Exactly. You know, like I, I watched Silence of the Lambs and wanted to be Clarice Starling. Someone else is going to watch Silence of the Lambs and want to be Hannibal Lecter, and we've seen it time and again. But, yep. yes, with, with the amount of sales, the amount of views, you know, violent video games, violent films, violent books does not make a serial killer. And, you know, but this is just something, this, this flat of horrors, house of horrors, you know, that they love to jump on it's it's just a media beat up for a case because probably they didn't have much else to talk about so let's talk about his decor i mean god forbid i get done for a crime um when you look at my house they're going to be <laughs> photos everywhere guys you'll you'll get the exclusive and someone here who c- can write the book Fair enough. All right, let's move on. And a cold case in the US has been solved. According to CNN, the remains of a woman found in Georgia almost 40 years ago have finally been identified. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says her name was Patricia Parker and GBI investigators believe she was the victim of serial killer Samuel Little. Now, Little has confessed to killing five women in the Georgia, Tennessee area, including Parker, according to the FBI. Now, Amanda, when you watch the police interviews with Little, he really loved his power over women, didn't he? He does, and he is revelling in what he's actually doing now. So this has been an absolute pleasure for him to go through these confessions. We we rarely see a killer like this, and this is basically him in his natural environment, you know, and, and being offered, you know, the paints and the papers and, and saying, paint what you saw, what was happening, because he not only painted victims but also scenery and cars that, that he saw or what he was driving at the time. So um, this is all about that control, and now he's expanding that control beyond the victims that he has basically kept as part of him because it's now part of almost folklore. And um, he, he's loving that they're actually identifying these people because it's justification for all of his... Um, uh, thrill seeking that, that that he was after after all these years of, of not being found. I mean, he he had been incarcerated several times before, but this is the biggie now. Now we've spoken about Little quite a bit uh, since his arrest, and he's had a lot of victims. I always worry in my head when you talk about the fact they try to pin everything on a serial killer because they can just tick a lot off their list. This does seem legit, though. He is literally talking about these cases and giving specific details. Oh, absolutely. When this case first broke, I thought, yeah, here we go again. We've got another Henry Lee Lucas who confessed to um, 350, then 605, and all of this ridiculous Mm. numbers. And I think they're down to maybe he killed one person. Um, Maybe. Um, And so when this case first broke, I thought, here we go go again someone's going to confess to everything because basically all of the um bureaus of investigation from around the country packed up their cold cases and come to see him you know and i thought they're just going to go how about this person how about this person how about this person and they weren't successful doing that it was when that he actually started to sit down and gave details they weren't always accurate and so then you have to sort of worry a bit about some of that but 
they've been able to pinpoint a lot of these purely because of things like the car he was driving at the time right. and you know there is a crossing that goes over a creek at this area and so there was those smaller details that then fit into the puzzle that he he was trying to create so yeah it, it's it's been the opposite rather than them trying to solve cases he's actually giving them the cases then they have to go and find what's cold very very interesting hey um mm-hmm. what was also very interesting was our one-on-one chat with Alyssa we just had before we recorded <laughs> this episode tonight. And that's what you can get just by joining our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash Confessions for a range of rewards depending on the tier you decide to take out. But, Amanda, one of the things that I've been talking about this for a while that excites me is your Facebook group chat <laughs> for everyone on the $10-plus tier. Yes, so we're doing lots of different things in there. I did do this whole video the other day for them on my John Wayne Gacy um, original paintings, but that failed, so I'm going to have to redo it all. And I and when I filmed, I got covered in black paint from the um, from the item, so that's going to be fun to do again. But <laughs> we 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 get to play games like uh, last week we played Guess the Serial Killer Moustache, and we have some women in this group. Oh my God, they put me to shame. They they they're quick. Like I, it take me like six hours. To, to put together a collage and it took them like 12 seconds to solve and I thought it was tough. But anyway, it just proves that I, I have to give them more credit and I have to go real hard. So we have some coming up like I guess the serial killer car, guess the serial killer house um, and things like that as well. So it's not just, um, you know, all crime and boring. I mean, yeah, it's but it's crime, chatting but it's as just, well. It's, it's a real is, community yeah, where you're talking about is. news that's happening and all these different things. You're getting bonus material that you're supplying. And um, we were just talking about after last week where I was doing the voices in, in that chat we just did, we were talking about putting the video up if we can find it. So, so uh, oh, on if the we Patreon can find it, page. Robert, you will find that for me because <laughs> I think I think on Patreon, I think because we have had massive conversations about Robert being a serial killer and a police officer in one conversation, um, it, it is a marvel to witness. So I thoroughly enjoyed watching Robert do it, and so I think it's just a pleasure that we're going to give to our Patreon uh, subscribers to I actually think you're have building a look this at. up way too. Much. No, no, it's good, Robert. It's 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 what I fell in love with you about in the mm. first place because he used to do this in 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 history class, and it's just I've always wanted to see him do it. And he's done a couple of accidents in the past that weren't quite successful. I but don't know this what you're talking about, <laughs> And I think Judge Robert <laughs> might need a couple of accents where we, we might have to go to County Cork or mm, you know yeah. somewhere where you can do. <laughs> that was my South African accent. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can get access to all of that simply by going to patreon.com slash confessions. We'll be right back with our psychological profile of the week, Tim Jones, part two. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And Robin Robin. 
It's the most talked about TV show that's not on TV. And I think you guys are amazing. With raw, honest opinions. This was not a mistake. This was a lie. Exclusive stories. Some industry insiders have been talking about this. Is that a Ben Robin Robbo exclusive? And plenty of famous faces. I'm not wasting these gold moments on 60 Minutes. (laughs) The Ben Robin Robbo Show is the new way to stream your news. This is the stuff that headlines are made of. Live every Monday to Thursday at 1pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on Ticker TV or Facebook and Twitter at BRR Show. Watch live or on demand. It's the Ben, Rob and Rob, Ben, Rob and Rob, Ben, Rob and Rob, This week on Monsters Who Murder, we continue our examination of the murders of eight-year-old Mira, seven-year-old Elias, six-year-old Natan, two-year-old Gabrielle and one-year-old Abigail Elaine at the hands of their father, Timothy Jones. Jones from South Carolina was a devout Christian and used religious instruction as a reason to systematically beat his children with the final fatal consequences. So let's pick up where we left off last time as the agent continues the interrogation, asking about the second shopping excursion and what he did next. Now we go to the following day. This is going to be the fourth. This is at the Dollar General store, and we're still in Orangeburg, South Carolina. What do you purchase there that we spoke about? Excuse me. What's this here? Some bags, trash bags. Trash bags. Why'd you buy those trash bags? <laughs> to do what now? Put the bodies. To put the bodies in. Okay, and to throw some of my own trash out too. Okay. I had a lot of stuff in the vehicle I was trying to throw out. Now, you said you were, you're just driving around, you had the bodies in the car, and where were you going at that time? Nowhere, I guess, because in my mind, I'm just running. I have nowhere to go. Because you didn't plan this. I didn't just... plan this. No, it's just like spontaneous. This is spontaneous, and I just fucked up my whole life. So, Amanda, he fucked up his whole life. Do you think there's remorse in there, or is it self-interest? Absolutely self-interest. I mean, he's a total narcissist, and, you know, um, he talks about getting garbage bags, and he does that 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 quick whimper odds for the kids, you know, oh, yeah, but I had other rubbish too I'm just going to toss out. So, you know, I needed more than that, you know, rather than thinking that he's considering, well, I need like 20 bags to put all different pieces in and all this sort of stuff, you know. The agents know that he's a narcissist. They know that he has only self-interest involved here, you know, and they don't question those statements because they don't want him to try and quantify it saying, oh, yeah, but I I really meant this, Mm. you know, because if if they do, then uh, he's going to, sort of start realising that they're questioning what he's saying and if it's truthful. So they just let him go with it because they know it's planned. They know that he knew exactly what he was doing and that this was all just part of his revenge against his wife and this has nothing to do with an accidental death that had anything to do with PowerPoints or electrolytes. Right. Well, the interview continues and it's now more than a week later since he put the bodies in the car, but when you think it can't happen... Things get a whole lot worse. One bad incident and I'm not following through with what I should have and I... Now, we, we spent some time really trying to figure out where where your children are at. Yeah. What, what did we kind of come up with? Looking somewhere on Route 10 between, I think, Greenville and Campbell. Well, let's go back to yep. September 5th, yep. Friday night. What, what did you tell us happened Friday night? 
September 5th. That was that was when you said your vehicle got stuck? Yeah. Yes. Tell so us I, about that. I pulled off to the side at somebody's house to try to collect myself to see where I was at. Yeah. And in the process of pulling back onto the road, I got stuck in a ditch. You got stuck, and what happened? The tow truck had come on. He called a wrecker. All right. Did you have any law enforcement contact that night? A law enforcement just showed up on his own. He was patrolling. And okay. Can you describe what he looked like? Uh, probably about maybe 5'10", shaved hair, uh, Caucasian male. Okay. When you have contact with this officer, where are your children? In the car. Okay. They're dead in the car? Yes, sir. Okay. And they're still where you set them? Yes, sir. What... What's going on in that car since they've been sitting for so long? I mean, this you kill them on Thursday. No, they weren't sitting there. Some of the time I took a couple days and just stayed home. Okay. Did you leave them in the vehicle? Or were they in the house at that time? I think they were in the vehicle and I was just sitting there. Not, not what you think. We want no, to know I mean, the I truth believe that was that believe that they were in the vehicle. But you're talking was, about the weekend it happened. Yes, and I was just sitting there thinking, oh, uh, what am I going to do? Okay. Well, does that make sense? Yes, it, it makes sense. Does this tie this together? Because that's what I'm trying to tell you. What so, I know. Sure. Yeah, so Tim. all I'm saying from that Thursday, though, the 28th, and you say after, after all this happens, you place their bodies in, in the vehicle. Uh, yes. Between then and the time you come with uh, in contact with the officer, and that would be Friday on September 5th. So we have over a week's time that has passed by. Your children are still still in the vehicle. Is that correct? What date? Friday. When you, you have contact yeah, with so the law? Yeah, the next Saturday was, yeah. Okay, so they're in the vehicle the whole time. What's kind of happening in the vehicle? As far as how does it smell in there? Stinks like shit. What's happening with the children? You're telling me before. I just uh, the blood was probably just coming out of their bodies because I just left them in there, and I believe that. Well, as far as I know, I think when your body dies, you well, blood and water separate. I think that's. Now we we had asked because you purchased the saws and everything. Had you used any of the saws on your children? I think I tried to start on the time and I couldn't bring myself to do it. Okay. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to where that happens. Okay, so he tried to cut up his son Natan. It, it it really just defies belief. Yeah, I mean, it takes a long time for them to get him there. And you can see that they're, they're fishing for this answer because we know that this is a second recording. We know that the first recording didn't work and so they had to go and redo this. So they know the answers that he's going to say mm. and that's why they keep pushing him and pushing him, you know. But listening to this and knowing that these little children are rotting in his car, you know, it's not about blood and, and water separating. It's It's... It's about decomposition. There's a whole lot more going on besides blood. And, um, you know, it smells like shit. Like he's talking about children. That would have been so bad, the smell. Um, it's if you've smelt a dead body, and I have, um, not a fresh one, it is quite horrific. And it is something that basically whatever you're wearing when you see that, you have to throw out. You, what about you, the you police can't. officer he spoke to? 
Yeah, isn't that amazing? Could you imagine how freaked out he was? Because there's an APB out on him at this point because they know that he's taken off with yeah, the kids. And, right. you know, so there's all this stuff going on. So the fact that um, he's gotten stuck, you know, Toey's turned up to help him and, you know, yeah, yeah, what's going on? And this officer's, you know, you're going okay, mate. And he's been able to convincingly just say, yeah, I'm fine, you know, that thanks for stopping by. Um, but had he opened any of those doors at any of that time, that cop would have smelled that. And I'm surprised he couldn't smell it even just standing outside the car. Um, but it's just, you know, this is just evil. And the fact that we get to the place that he says that he was going to cut up, and as we can see, it's the same boy that he murdered first. So poor mm. Natan is, is the absolute focus of most of his rage and horror and his evilness, for, for, for want of a better term. Um, we we see that, you know, if he's going to harm anyone further post-mortem, it's going to be Natan. And, like, when this is all going on in the courtroom, Jones is weeping. He's absolutely sobbing his heart out listening to himself, you know. And um, it's, it's I mean, as I said, I, I say that he's weeping, but the handkerchief that he is holding and has been holding for... <laughs> Half an hour at this point is bone dry. It's still quite solid, you know. You know, it's nicely folded and everything. There's not a tear in sight. There is not um, that, you know, that bloodshot that you get. This is this is all just part of the game. And he swings between these emotions the whole time. You know, um, when we see people crying and in court and things like that, you know. You, you you play with that handkerchief or all that tissue. You fold it, you unfold it, you scrunch it up, you move to another corner, you do all of this, this sort of stuff. He's nothing. He doesn't fidget. He just sits there and knows that he's basically on show and he's mm. basically bored that um, people aren't believing him. I mean, at, at one point in that in that piece just there, he says, that's right, isn't it? You know, like that's what you want me to say here you know he's just trying to be justified and and they don't respond to it they just sort of get him to say what they need him to say well they get to the day of jones's arrest after he had dumped the bodies so let me ask you so you have contact with the law enforcement officer friday night the children are still in this vehicle that would have been uh on the fifth the fifth yes saturday is when you get picked up here the sixth that that's going to be the 6th, that's Saturday. But that Saturday morning, we look at this receipt, and th this is where? The Greenville, Alabama. Greenville, Alabama. And and what, do you remember what you buy there? 10 packs of cigarettes and some Zuzu and Wham Whams. Okay. And I just see groceries, so I, I don't know what, what you purchased there. Yeah, candy bars. But, and and if, if the time on the receipt is correct, it's telling us 8.18 in the morning. Yep. Your children, uh, they're still in the vehicle with you. You're positive about that on Saturday. Not the whole day, yeah. Okay, at that time, though. Yeah. Okay, so you go from Greenville, Alabama, and then the next receipt we have is Camden, Alabama. And what do you do in Camden? I pulled some money out. I was intending to go to Vegas. Okay. And you take out $500. All right. Now, that time is at 1.06 p.m. At that point, were the children in your vehicle? I don't believe they were. I think that they were gone. You already disposed of them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Right. So, with that in mind, can you describe to me what you were telling me earlier about where you disposed of your children at? They're in some wooded road 
log truck looking thing off on the side in bags. Was it a two line road that this was off of? I think so, but I'm not 100% okay. sure. You said it was a heavily wooded area? Uh, it was heavily wooded. It looked like if you went up in the area where I did, it was either like some of the trees got knocked out of the way, like people potentially either starting to clear it or maybe somebody came through there and was bulldozing up ATV path or something. I don't know. It was, okay. wasn't something that was incorporated. That's kind of what I was It was unincorporated. Unincorporated. Your children, you, you do what once, once you get to this location? Side. Okay. Tell us about Natan. Does this happen there? Or does this happen in a separate place where you, well, you, you said you, you started to cut him? You started to happen there. Where where did it happen? In the vehicle, outside of the vehicle? Outside of the vehicle. And what do you do? I began to try to saw a leg and I couldn't bring myself to finish it. <laughs> oh, I can't do how, how far did you get? Maybe about that far in. I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that to him. Okay, so you, you did not cut his leg off. No. What, what did you do with his body? I just put him in the bag. He said, I gotta sit you guys over there. I said, a prayer for him. <laughs> okay, did you place each child in, in a separate bag? And then did you walk them a couple at a time or one at a time? What, which, which is it? trips it took to get five of them over there. Now we asked if they're going to be essentially all together, if they put them in no, different places. No, I put them in the same place. If somebody didn't check the bags and they started looking in there and moving around, I don't know what. Mm -hmm. For all I know, they, they may not be there. Okay. I'm not lying to you that much. I'm telling you the truth. I don't know what happened, but obviously between where I put them and the time I'm here now, I don't know if somebody went back and... You, you said they just look like they're a pile of five bags. Five garbage, so it looks like they're just garbage in there. Okay. Isn't it interesting how he goes from crying to absolutely no emotion so quickly? He flicks between the two so easily. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, oh, I'm crying, I'm crying. Yeah, no, I definitely did that. You know, it's just this is how, how he switches it. He, he knows what the emotional response is meant to be. But when you aren't actually feeling those emotions, but you're actually trying to um, convey those, it's actually hard to do. And it's hard to um, do that. Well, part of, of your brain is thinking about the story and trying to keep it straight. And the other half is mm. trying to say, now you have to look sad and all of this. So it's, it's, it's quite hard to do. And he gets upset um, and wants to correct them. And this is what he keeps doing, you know, but it's amazing how, you know, it says groceries. He, what did you buy? And he, you know, I bought Jim Jim's and jam jams or whatever those words were <laughs> U S candies or something. He was adamant about that and said that very quickly. And then um, were the children still in, in the car at this point? Oh, oh I believe so. Yeah, you know, it's very amazing how how he can switch between being determined and knows. And like his his babies are rotting in his car and he's getting money to go to Vegas. Mm. Mm. Well, the agents try to finalize the murder details with him. I was in an aimless path toward Las Vegas. That's why I was doing this. And that explained me going around the major cities. All right. And it explains my travel, line of travel, maybe. Until you get here in Smith County. And then I didn't intend to get, yeah. And then that's when everything blows up in my face. Now, you were telling us that was actually in the car. It was not Spice, but they are called? This is Scooby Snacks. Okay. You said it locally in Lexington County, you bought those from where? Uh, time Warp. Time Warp. And, and what do they kind of do for you? They calm the voices down inside my head to let me be at peace and not act 
um, they kind of give you the same um, high as, 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 as what drug? As, I think you're talking about the tea. Yeah. It, it's like marijuana in the sense that it gives you a high, but it's not the high that I'm looking for. It's the effect of quieting this. It's medication. I know that sounds stupid as hell, yeah, but it is. That's why I need to see a doctor. Okay. We'll go through these. We, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, this will answer a lot of that. Sure. Unless you got sure. Have any other questions? Well, what, what I want to do, we'll, we'll go through this, and but as we've done this today, um, nobody has threatened you today, and we'll go over this in this form. Is that is that correct? Yes. And do you think we treated you fair today? Yes. All right. You've done the same for us. Have you been completely honest with us? Yes. Now, one thing though, you didn't tell us about taking that saw to Natan. Not until we started this tape. You had not mentioned that. But I told you we're gonna we're gonna perform autopsies on your children. We're gonna find them. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me the four children, four of them, it's we're gonna find out that they were suffocated. Now you're yes. you're grabbing your hands, you're putting them around your throat. That's what you did. Okay, that's how you suffocated them? Did you put a pillow over that? No. No, all right, if you could just say out loud what you're doing. I use my hands to suffocate my kids. Is there uh, anything else we need to know, Tim, about what happened to him? Anything you may have attempted to do to him afterward? I used a belt, too. You used a belt, too? How'd you use a belt? Around their necks? Did you do that with all five children? No. With who? Who did you use the belt on? Oh, I forget which ones. I, okay. I used it as is the autopsy going to show with Natan? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Did you use the belt on him? It's gonna, I, I don't know. I didn't use the belt on him. No, he, I came in and he was gone. And that's when, that's when I went into panic mode, if you will. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're not sure what I'm the not, autopsy will show for, no, for Natan? I don't know what it's going to show. I don't know what actually was the... I don't know what his actual cause of death was. That's just the point. I didn't want to go. I was afraid I was going to just get myself locked up. Yeah. Did, did you use the belt on on Eli? I don't think I did. I think it was just bare hands. One hundred percent sure. I don't want to lie to you. Those memories yeah, right? are clouded. Well, what about who do you remember using the belt on? Babies. On the babies? <laughs> who were the babies, Tim? <laughs> Gabriel and Elaine, is that correct? What is, Elaine is also known as Gab Abigail, right? Okay. And when you say the belt, you put the belt around their... I used the strangle. You used the strangle. Why, why didn't you use your hands with them? I don't know. At that point, I wasn't thinking. At that point, I was just thinking, run, get rid of the bodies, and you're fucked. Tim. Were the older children, did they put up a fight? I mean, what person's not? Right. You, you told us earlier that Eli said something to you before you killed him. What did he say to you? Take me with, Dad. What do you think Eli meant when he said that? Uh, I think he just wanted to go where I was. He knew the time was gone. Mm-hmm. So they... I don't know exactly what he meant by that. I mean, I don't know where he thought I was going. I didn't even know where I was going at that time. This is just happening. I, fuck, it's like, in my mind, I don't know what to do now. Did any of the other children say anything before you killed them? Gabriel said, I love you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, that's 
the question I was gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna ask you here. Because we've, we've gone over all this and, and you've been honest with us. Are we gonna find any of the other children cut up at all? No? You didn't try to burn them at all? Tim, what, bring okay. Tim, what about the bleach in the vehicle when you got to stop? cover up the blood. To cover up the blood? But I also, no, in honest truth, I do like bleach because it makes stuff smell clean. So you're probably trying to get rid of some of that odor. Not just vehicle. that. I mean, no. So, I mean, I would carry it around in the car even if I, before, because I liked bleach and it made stuff okay. clean. You want to go, that was just me. Amanda, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, just when you think he can't get any more depraved, we then hear his children's final words. Yeah, and they and their words of love and everything. But this is his story of what's happening now. They actually, during the trial, they actually go through and the cause of death of Natan was strangulation. It wasn't right. electrolyte imbalance. It wasn't electrocution. It was strangulation. And yeah. it was while he was strangling Natan that Mira came in and saw what had happened. And so he strangled her next and it just, well, I don't believe it's called snowballing. I think this is is more about that he had nowhere else to go. He had to continue where he, he started, you know, and he just, you know, claims that he, he used belts on, on the younger children. I mean, it defies belief when you're actually trying to stand in, in that room and, like, I've, I've looked at crime scene um, for photos of this and everything and it's hard to believe that you know such tragic things happen in in, in such a horrible place and it's just I, I don't you know the way he talks about them and and we hear he cries and goes away and cries and goes away and he's he's able to recall again other things he, he bought shopping and all of that once again and yet when it, when it comes to the actual details he gets very vague yeah, indeed. And and what was weird, that he loves bleach anyway and he scrubbed his car with bleach, but this was a common practice. Yeah, I mean, this is where I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a picture of, of this guy, you know. He's using bleach, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a psychopath, but, you know, that you're going to, you know, start scrubbing your home and all of this. And I thought, okay, so he's, you know, one of those people, you know, unclean, unclean, you know, have to bleach everything in sight. So when I looked at the crime scene photos, um, his car is absolutely destroyed and, yes, he did use bleach and you can see where, where there was bodily fluids and, and decomp happening in, in, in the car. But the car was a pigsty. You see pictures mm. of his, his his trailer home and there's bags of garbage piled up all over the place. And this is not someone who lives his, his life by bleaching things every week anyway and this is what <laughs> right. I always do. Right. Gotcha. It's not. This is about someone who is trying to get away with the murders of his four babies. Well, in this next section, I want to remind you what we discussed last week. Remember how it took him three seconds to answer a question and how long that was, suggesting he was searching for a good enough lie? Remember, that's what Amanda said. Well, listen to this bit, to how he answers without having to look for an answer, and then to the one important question where he does pause. You're also willing to go with us to try to locate the bodies? I am, but like I said, I don't know how productive that's going to be. I don't want you guys to get out there, oh, you're pissing around, wasting our time. I'm not. I mean, I drive, but part of, forgive me, part of that's a blank. 
All right, Tim, we're gonna, I, we ran through these questions earlier. Um, you've heard them all, so there's no surprises. Unfortunately, we gotta do it again because of the issue with the recorder. Um, first question is, do you know where you are? Yes. Where is that? Smith County. Smith County? Do you know who you are? Tim Jones. Tim Jones, what's your date of birth, Tim? Excuse me, 12-28-1. You know why we've been talking to you? Trying to find out what happened to my kids. Okay. Do you understand that you've just confessed to a crime? Yes. Do you understand that your confession will be used against you yes. in court? Did you confess voluntarily? Yes. Did anyone threaten you if you didn't confess? No. Can you speak a little louder? No. No? What do you think will happen to you as a result of confessing to a crime? I have no clue. No clue? Okay. Fair enough. Um, why did you decide to confess? I didn't do the right thing. To do the right thing? That's exactly what you told me earlier. Do you feel guilty about the crime which you just confessed to? Yes. Yes? Okay. Oh, yes. A big <laughs> pause. Big pause. And this is why they do these gunfire questions. This is why they do it, because someone's going to go, yeah, yeah, Tim Jones is my date of birth. This is why I did it. Yeah, no one threatened me, no one. And then they throw in a question that they aren't going to expect the answer. They know they're going to ask about the killings and all of that, but that last one. They got him. And did you hear how, how his voice went? Yes. You know, like. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. very believable. No. And that's how you get him. You know, this is what I do to my kids. I fire questions at them. <laughs> they know. They know they can't get things past me. Um, you know, but it just proves that he does not feel guilty for these crimes. So that Amazing. is the obvious lie there. And he is, he did this as as revenge. And that is how they are able to do this because the police know, you know, he's, he's he's playing the game. He's so overconfident and arrogant that he answers them before he's finished that when it's a question he's not expecting, he falls apart. Well, then he asks the most important question of all, why? If so, why? I thought that I took measures that were extreme, not necessary because of fear, I fear my life. Because of kids. Okay. Did you do the crime on purpose? The time was an accident. He was an accident. That was really an accident. I was just trying to find out what was going on. If you look at that picture of me holding my little son, uh -huh. yeah, it's just a picture of me with the older one trying to say, son, what's going on? <laughs> and he wouldn't tell me, and I don't know if he was messing with the stuff, and so, so the PT took him over the edge. The time was an accident, but you, you murdered the other four children. Yes. Okay. If, why did you do that? We talked about this earlier. The voices started kicking and said, you better do something. You're fucking out to Okay. What were you trying to accomplish by doing this crime? I was just trying to flee because I knew my time was short. I was going to get in trouble anyway. I'm not good at being bad. I'm not a good criminal. When did you decide to do this? After the time had been gone, I started listening to what was going on in my head and I carried it out. I didn't carry out everything because if I did, I would care that was on those papers. That's the stuff that comes out of my head. What did you think about your children, just in general? I think that they were going to have issues like me. Issues like you? Okay. I think that they were going to have issues from not only from a broken home, I think that there's genetic diseases that... That's, that I think that there were some things that my dad... Seen yesterday, he doesn't know about my mom. Yeah, I think that there's things I know about my mom. No, I'm not. I wasn't around when it happened because I think I've got some of what she has. What kind of 
people do you think the children were when you committed the crime? I understand this is a weird question for what we're talking about, but we, we had to ask it earlier, too. I think they were conspiring. Think they were conspiring against you? I definitely seems to make the most sense to me. I mean, why else would somebody go do something like that and not tell me what he's doing? Did we actually get an answer in there as to no, why? Not at all. It's all about him. It's, you know, oh, maybe my parents, you know, handed something down. You know, it's the voices oh, it's in my head. Him. It's it's, you know, his mother and father, you know, he didn't know his dad and, you know, this is probably it's best for his children to be dead because he doesn't want to pass something on to them. I mean, you know, they he believes that they're conspiring to kill him. You know, these kids are between one and eight. I mean, he's confessing to four of, of, of the killings and we know there's five, you know. It's just... <sighs> And, I mean, I feel for the officers because they have someone who's arrogant, they've got their answers, but they don't at, at, at the same time. And that's why they have to keep going. You know, the guy said, yeah, I killed him, but they have to keep going because it can just take the one answer that he isn't having to expect to answer, mm. that he's just going to get thrown and, and they know that the whole thing may change directions again. And, of course, he continues with the same rhetoric. He was in danger from his children, as Amanda said. When you did this, did you think your actions could hurt the children? Yes. Yes. So you knew that what you were doing to the children was going to... I knew that what was going to harm them or take their lives. It was to protect myself. Okay. I know that sounds fucking pathetic. When you did this crime, did you know it was wrong? At the time, I didn't think any of it was wrong. It happened in this... Fuck, I'm happenstance, and let me finish it up now. Okay. When you did the crime, did you know it was against the law? At the time, I didn't think about the law, so I'm going to say no. Okay. The law didn't come into my mind. I wasn't caring about the law. Dealing with dead children on my hands. Fuck the law. I'm in trouble, man. My kids are dead. Yeah. Did you think you might Sorry. get caught? No, yeah. I knew I was going to get caught. I'm not a good criminal. It was a matter of time. Okay. So why did you think that? Just because you weren't a good criminal? I'm not a good... Grandma's told me something that's the truth. Tim, you ain't... I told it to my kids, too. You guys ain't good being bad, so be good. What did you do to protect yourself from getting caught? Drive and try to get this guy's the bags and then get rid of the stuff at the house. What all did you get rid of at the house? Uh, everything. I gave the right, neighborhood. So you're just saying your general possessions. Yeah, I just okay. didn't think about keeping my stuff anymore. The hell with it. Yeah. I gave all my stuff away. I mean, my life's over. That's what I thought about it. Have there been times you wanted to do something like this but decided against it? I mean, I've had these thoughts, but none of this happened until this actually materialized. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I mean, why didn't you do that in the past if you've had these thoughts before? Why didn't I? Yes. I didn't have any reason to act on them. No reason to act on them? Okay. Would you have done this if a uniformed officer had been standing next to you? Yes. Even I wouldn't have cared. No, man. Because elbow to elbow with you. You would have still I wouldn't have this. cared, yeah. And here's why. At that point in time, I didn't care because I saw myself as a damn target. And I saw him as having the gun in his hand, if you will. I know he was a kid, but that's how I saw it. Like, shit. He's now, when, you say, when you say him, you're talking about... Natan. Natan. And how old is Natan? Six years old. Six years old. Did anyone tell you to do this? The voices inside my voices head. In your head. And just confirm the voices in your head are not God. They're not God. No, God would... No, this ain't Isaac and Abraham. Okay. When you did this, did you know that society would condemn your actions, even if they knew everything that you know? I mean, at the time, I sort of didn't care. You didn't care? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know, I felt like I was 
marked for dead, if you will, and I was just acting accordingly. Did you have any strange or unusual mental experiences around the time of the crime? Yes. Of if, course. If so, what were they and, and when did they begin? When he told me what he said? Yes. All kinds of stuff started triggering. And then I worked harder to get out of him to try to see if maybe it puts it back together. And then I realized that this he's not doing this per se to... He's not telling me what's going on <laughs> because it appears he's got something intended for me and he doesn't want me to know that it's right for me. Because yeah. normally they're pretty apt to tell me the truth and if they don't, I give them a couple squats and a push up and they, they spit it out. Mm -hmm. He ain't doing that, which means there's some motive that he does not want Is me to Is that why you pushed him so hard? Yes, I tried pushing more. Give me some more, a little more pressure. Maybe he'll just tell me what's going on. That's always worked before. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that it didn't work this time tells me that there was something that he didn't want me to know. Yeah, when he got pushed to his limit, he just just die right, pass out right there, or what? What happened? Clay, he went to bed and he was tired. He went to bed and he just never woke up. And then I came back to check on him and he wasn't breathing. <laughs> I said, "Oh shit, what have I done? My kids dead in my hand. They think I think I murdered him. I just beat him. He's fucking with the owl. I don't know what happened to him." And then all sorts of stuff starts tricking in my head, and that's like the other four become a victim. Tim, have you ever heard or seen things that weren't really there? Yes. Interesting. We've done a case a bit like this before. Jodie Arias, she cried only for herself. It feels to me like Jones is doing the exact same thing here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Oscar goes to. I mean, he's... he's, <laughs> he's trying to make even just a single teardrop come he's trying to gauge that this is what he needs to do and in court while he's listening to himself he's he's is crying but you know for someone who is apparently distraught over the deaths of his children at his own hands um he doesn't even need to clear his nose even once now we are uh, over half an hour into his interview he's been apparently crying on and off throughout and you don't hear him sniff once because mm, there is no point. crying because it's mm. just just that you know I just didn't want to do this and you know you know people that are actually emotional too that they let their tears fall mm. you know and this is what actors do in, in in films and stuff yo don't try and hide it because you don't care if you're in that much pain and you're crying tears are nothing compared to what else is going on emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's what we're seeing here, you know, and we know it's just all for show. And, you know, he, he then just snaps back out and he gets angry, you know, am I hearing voices? Yes. You know, <laughs> it's just like, like how dare you ask me that for the fifth time because they know that they're trying to get that rise out of him. Well, he was talking about the voices in his head. Now the agents return to Jones's mental health. Tim, have you ever heard or seen things that weren't really there? Yes. If so, has this been when taking drugs? Both with or without drugs. With and without drugs. What did you see or hear? I've seen people. I've had conversations. I've started to talk with people mm -hmm. when there's nobody in the room. You told me shapes earlier. I'll see shapes. Ways. Yeah, that's the strangest thing. I'll, I'll see shapes and things that materialize that aren't real. Mm -hmm. Is this happening while we've been talking to you tonight? Yes. What have you seen while you were talking to us tonight? Well, I see, I see people. What kind of people do you see? Just normal, everyday people. 
I don't talk to them because if you guys are gonna say, you're gonna say start talking to me, not them, dude. If you pay attention to what's going on in my cell, I, I get so nutty, I start talking to them. He sees people, I see bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda, I have to say, if he was seeing and hearing things, surely, surely this interview wouldn't be as coherent as it's been. Absolutely. He is completely lucid. He is conversational and he's even pointed and rude at times during this, you know, and the responses, you know, are just taking over. You know, even his one-word answers are forceful and he knows what's happening. If he was um, reacting to external stimuli or even internal stimuli, um, it would cause erratic behaviour and there would be nonsensical responses because he'd be listening and talking to other things. Like he yeah. says, you know, I, well, I can see him but I'm not going to talk to them because, you know, you'd think I'm strange. You know, if he really was seeing things and everything, he would be talking to them because that is what happens. You actually respond to those stimuli, you know, but his attention is not drawn away from what he's, he's doing. He is here to make a point and he he is the victim here and he's just getting frustrated that they don't see that, that he killed these children because they were going to electrocute him. Mm. It's interesting. I don't think the agent believes for a second this talk of seeing and hearing voices, but they do follow up with the line of questioning about his mental health and it goes off on a very different tangent. Did you? Uh, did this happen the day of the crime? Yes. What did you see the day of the crime? Did you see people? Oh, I didn't talk about the... No, the vo- I'm sorry, this goes back to the Just voices. the voices? Okay. Yeah, the voices ran rampant in my head. You had... And there was no space for logic to talk. They were so loud that the, the logic's quiet in the, the... I understand. Do you have any ideas or beliefs that other people think are crazy? If well, so, what are they? I'm a Freemason. A Freemason? Okay. Um... I don't know, they probably think my thoughts about exercise are nuts, but, I mean, I tend to think people should take care of themselves. Okay. I'm old school in the sense that I think kids should get their ass busted by a teacher. Okay. I don't like the fact, and here's here's one of my problems. This is what the DSS was about. Yeah. When I grew up, I didn't worry about kids bringing guns to school and blowing the hell out of each other or the teacher. That didn't happen because there was a healthy fear, and you got corrected by parents. These day and age, kids bring guns to school because I don't think that they're corrected at home and they take other people's lives because they got no respect for authority. I said, I will not let my kids go out and go blasting people away because I'm not teaching them to respect human life. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole motivation with the time to push them. Hey, dude, you need to tell me what you're up to, man. I need to know. Yeah. And he wouldn't tell me. So you'd say your personal beliefs affect your actions? Yeah, I mean, I think that's true for everybody. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know who it wouldn't be. You know, obviously if you believe something and it doesn't affect your actions, you don't really believe it that much, do you? Yeah, you say you do, but you don't, right? Yeah. Uh, do people ever have difficulty understanding you? Yes. If so, why do you think this is? People say I'm really smart and I talk at 100 miles an hour and I talk... I'll go from one subject to another, and it seems random to them, but to me it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they've been asking about his mental health. It becomes about school shooters, but when the agent brings it back, he basically does a 180 on mental health saying, well, he talks fast and his conversations are scattered. 
Yeah, but if he's so scattered, would he have written a list of what he was going to do? If he's yeah. so scattered, is he going to hide the bodies? If he's so scattered, is he going to clean his car with bleach? If he's so scattered, is he going to cross uh, state lines and go into here, there and everywhere, you know? Um, you know, he, he says that, uh, you know, he's he, he's asked if he's been diagnosed with mental health and he says, no, he doesn't need to be diagnosed because, you know, that that's all, all, all of his part, you know. This is just plain and simple a man who got so caught up in himself that he became so disgusted when his wife fell in love with someone else that this was mm-hmm. his way to get back at her. This is his punishment for her. And I like how he says, you know, oh, people should, should look after themselves. Um, at, at court, he's probably 250, 300 pounds. So, I mean, I'm chunky, so I can say it, but he's certainly not someone <laughs> who looks lithe and, and, and does weights every day. Okay. Uh, Now, (laughs) you have done well to keep religion out of this one, but the agent does ask Jones about any suicidal ideation, and this is his response. You say you're not suicidal at all. If I was gonna, if I was gonna do it, it would have already happened. No, man, I'm not willing to take that. I'll do a lot of stuff, but because you said your religious beliefs, taking my life is not one of them. Because what happens? You say if you kill yourself, if you kill yourself, well, maybe nothing does happen, and maybe, Lord, I love you. Maybe God's a myth, and we die and we go to the ground. But if He's not, and it's real, well, it, it does what it says. Hell's not a very fun place. I don't think it plans on freezing over anytime soon. I don't want to go there. Wow. So he thinks he'll go to hell for committing suicide, but not for killing his kids. That's pretty fucked I'm really using restraint here because, yeah, this is this is like, you know, he murders children and God's going to be okay with that. But if he kills himself, God's not going to be okay but with that. But is this how he, someone like this compartmentalises this? Because we sit here and we can say, well, hang on, there is no difference between those two things. In fact, killing someone else is worse than killing mm. yourself in my book. Yep. So how does someone like this... I mean, is it a mental disorder? We we were sort of playing that down. But he does not think along the lines of other people. You know, like if you take the Bible, thou shalt not kill. It's mm-hmm. one of the Ten Commandments. So how does he, in his head, justify the taking of lives, I mean, his own kin, for God's sake, and then draw the line at killing himself because that ends up in hell? Yeah. It, it, you know, if, 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 you know, and people know my thoughts on God, but let's just say, you know, if there is a God, um, I would want that God to smite him. I want that God to make him burn in hell. I want someone who kills children because he doesn't like his wife for doing what she did and she's not to blame here at all. Um, you know, I would think that God would want him in hell because he murdered five little children. Mm. Um, you know, but he thinks that his life is far more important than those children. That's what this comes back to. This is not about religion. This is not about mental health. This is about a spiteful narcissist who did what he wanted. Fair enough. Um, I've been watching Lucifer on Netflix. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just discovered it. Oh, I'm wow. on season two. Oh, and I love it. I'd love Lucifer to get his hands on this guy. Anyway, after asking the main questions once more, Jones has asked if he has any final words 
This is his response. After everything we've gone over, um, what is it you'd like to say about, about your actions? God, I'm sorry. Children, I love you. I hope I see you again someday if I'm worthy to. I don't know where to look. I mean, I, I know the general city. I don't know exactly where. I'm willing to try. That's all I'm telling you. I can't. I, I drove around with the intention that I wasn't ever going to have to go back there and look because I was so ashamed of what I'd done. <laughs> I'll try. I don't know if I'm going to help you. I'll try, though. I certainly will. Because they need a burial. Well, at this point, Jones then ends the interview, complaining that the bed in his cell is uncomfortable. After a two-month trial, Jones was found guilty of the murders of all five children. The jury at the sentencing took little time to sentence Jones to death. He remains on South Carolina's death row, where there have been no executions since 2011. Amanda, a really interesting case. Thank you for your unique insights, as always. Thank you. It certainly was an interesting case. It certainly was, as they usually are. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions to help us out and get your own little rewards. We'll see you next week on Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.